Okay. It basically, I was saying this the other day. Was actually, <laughs> I thought it was clever. I said that um, uh, David David Gilmore is to Kate Bush what Usher was to Justin Bieber. <laughs> like, and for that matter, Justin Bieber is way ahead of his time. Welcome back, party people, to another edition of the first cut, an episodic journey through the sonic underground of today. Now put the kids down for a nap, open up a bottle of the good stuff, and sit tight, because it's about to get weird. Seriously, this is not for kids. You've been properly warned. What's up, party people of the world? You're here with Danny and Evan on the first cut again. What's up, Evan? What up? All my crickets. Isn't that your thing? <laughs> uh, I think so. This week, yeah, it is my thing. This week. Uh, what are we doing today, Evan? It's uh, Lo-Fi Hip Hop. Hell yeah. Lo-Fi so, Hip Hop number two. Is it number two or number three? Number, oh. Number something. Well, let's waste no time getting into it. Our first artist, we got Wino Willie, album's Paper Bags. And this first song is Willie Raps featuring uh, Afka. This shit's fat. So we're definitely no stranger to uh, featuring lo-fi hip-hop. But it's regardless of how many episodes we've done, it's definitely been a minute. Um, I really enjoy lo-fi hip-hop. This time I think we went a little more with the actual hip-hop side than just the smooth beat side. The steady beats. Yeah. Granted, this list is probably going to be relatively short because... All of these albums are pretty short. We can only really start them over so many times. Um, but, yeah, uh, but I think we got some quality stuff. Oh hell yeah! Um, some different, uh, different sounds, some different representations of of the different things that lo-fi hip hop can do. You know? Because uh, lo-fi hip hop doesn't just have to be the little the, the studying girl and the raccoon. You know, as much as we love that, you know, yeah, can have a little bit more substance. You know. Um, yeah, man, and I, man, I have some real like high school memories with lo-fi hip hop. Listening to like uh, Nujabees, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But, I think that's know. right. Nujabees? I think that's right. N u j a b e s. It's just his name backwards. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, and you know, of course, of course, as I brought up in lo-fi hip hop, one uh, MF Doom, which was the major inspiration for this episode. Because, well, if, if you are not in the know, I am remiss to inform you that MF Doom uh, passed away last year. And Evan, Evan knows because he told me, but just to the people who are listening. Yeah, that was, and, a, that was a, like a punch in the heart to see that. That was yeah. really, really tough news because, I mean, he was, one, he was, he was not, I mean, he was 49. I mean, he was not yeah. like an old, old person. I mean, he was, clearly had a lot left to say, a lot left to do. And his his reach for someone who was, I would say, arguably as underground as he was, 
was fucking incredible. Like, I mean, he featured on Gorillaz, he worked with De La Soul, yeah. he worked with Zarface, Jay Dilla. I mean, holy crap, Wu Tang. Like, the, I think, yeah, he really codified like the lo fi hip hop oh, yeah. sound. The um, you can't, in my opinion, hip hop sound. Yeah. You can't talk about underground hip hop and lo fi hip hop for that matter and not talk about Doom. You, you just, yeah. you can't. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you, Evan, on that one. Like, hearing that news really was just a punch to the gut. It, it yeah. sucked. And I didn't listen to a whole lot of hip-hop growing up, admittedly. Um, I lived in a pretty, pretty redneck place um, where musical diversity wasn't really a thing. Whatever whatever played on the old classic rock radio. That was what yeah, it was much. for me it was, when I grew up. Yeah, my dad was classic rock and my mom was soft rock, and that was it. Um, except what I discovered through friends. So Doom was... I, I wish I could remember what friend introduced him to me, but uh, Doom was definitely... Um, one of the very few that I listened to at the time. Um, and it wasn't until much later that I started branching out into uh, J. Cole and Kendrick and many, many more hip-hop artists. So I'm certainly very novice when it comes to hip-hop in general, but uh, I have a soft spot for, for the low-hop, low-fi and underground hip-hop. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think a lot of the themes in low-fi hip-hop, a lot of the... Um, uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff going on is like more relatable. Oh yeah, I think than uh, I mean, modern hip, there, there's there's a lot of good stuff in, in just modern commercial hip hop. I mean, you know, there's a lot of good stuff to be seen in like a in, in a good handful of artists. I'm definitely not going to say all of them, all, everything going on today because yeah, there's a lot of commercialization. But, there's a lot of bullshit too. Yeah, a lot of bullshit. There's a lot but, of good. There's a lot of bad. I mean, that, that's the big thing. Is you hear my biggest thing with with a lot of modern hip-hop and i'll wear kid gloves around this because god forbid i offend somebody um and granted again to your point this is not to say everybody so the likelihood that i'm talking about a specific person is really small but a lot of what you hear is just like braggadocio where it's just like yo i've got i get the most women i've got the most drugs i've got the biggest dick or whatever is that whatever and um Man, I just I I get it. I get going way back historically to like the hip hop roots of like uh, ciphers, you know, talking shit and whatever. We get all of that, but. I just think sometimes it's just kind of boring and unsubstantive. Oh yeah, and the thing is, like, like Doom was very familiar with rapping about these kind of things, but he was using a persona and several personas in one album. Like, he was playing different characters throughout one record, and, um, that, and even that was the even this artist we're listening to right now, when you actually slow down, stop, and listen to music, which I highly recommend you do after this. Uh, after this excuse me episode uh, $7 by the way strongly recommend not yeah it's very good what I would consider expensive yeah. um, but it's really good and when you actually listen to what's being put into the music um, it's yeah it's, it's good I, I really enjoy it I like what I'm hearing I don't think it's a bunch of fluff yeah, and it's, I mean, it's its definitely short, but short, but very sweet. I mean, I just, this is just me. I mean, I i definitely, I'm not going to say shorter the better, but I, I like 
I like um, quick musical experiences. Yeah, you like and, your it seems between like 25 and 35 minutes. Yeah, I mean, give me a 35 minute long album. I love it. Yeah, I I'm really torn on that. I think to me it's between like I don't even want to say 35. I'd say between 40 and 55. But once I crack an hour, I'm just like, why the fuck am I still listening to this? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit too much to say at one time. That's not to say there aren't a lot of good um, good hip hop albums with, that, that are quite long. Oh, certainly. But, I mean, not. just yeah. look, look at like look at like the last however many zillion Eminem albums that are like 75, 80 plus minutes long. It's like, oh my god! Can't man. talk about Eminem anymore. He's canceled, bro. Canceled, bro. <laughs> After all these years, I mean, Jesus Christ, probably his very first lyric from his first song, like really should have got him canceled. But man, he took that long. I mean, I like Eminem. So just to be clear here, I mean, but I mean, oh, I'm certainly not a, uh, not a not a fanboy. I definitely Are you uh, sure. I, 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 if I didn't acknowledge it, I <laughs> I could be a fanboy because yeah, you know, I, I started listening when I was like fucking you know, 11 years old. Um, my older brother introduced me to him, as I think probably everybody's older brother. <laughs> Well, I was the older brother, no, and I hadn't listened to him until way after high school. No, 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 that's not true. My my older cousin, who actually was like a brother to me, listened to him a lot. But uh, my parents, being very dogmatically conservative, would hear a glimpse of it and be like, Oh, no, you're not listening to that. You know, my, my mom, when I was probably 12 years old, bought me the Eminem show when it came out. And it had the parental advisory logo on it. And I said, I said, Mom, you really? You accidentally got me the, uh, the the explicit version, the version with cuss words, and she goes, "Oh, that's okay." I don't think she knew the extent of his persona, but, but um, yeah, so I find that amusing. But anyway, so find that amusing. Was that the yeah. first the first parental advisory album you ever had? Um. Yeah, I think so. That that in Volume Three, Subliminal Verses by Slipknot. Those are so such radically different oh, albums. Yeah, yeah. I know the very first, uh, the very first explicit content album I ever got. Funny enough, <clears throat> I um, I was borrowing this album from somebody, and I had left it in my backpack that had a bunch of shit thrown on top of it, so it broke. So I felt responsible. It was my. Uh, my best friend at the time's dad. I say at the time because he's passed away. You know who I'm talking about. R.I.P. in peace, uh, Devin. I just saw Jason the other day. Did Anyways, you? Did yeah. he recognize you? Because I saw yeah. him recently. I see him and I looked at him and gave him the little, like, hey, what's up, nod. And he looked at me like, who the fuck are you? Weird. And I'm like, that's really weird because I practically lived at your house for yeah, years. I saw him a couple days ago. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, so... Anyways, yeah, it was Jason's album. The album was uh, Toxicity by System of a Down. And uh, I had destroyed it, and I Ooh. felt really bad. So I went to Sam Goody at the time. I think I was like 15. And uh, I, just, I just bought it somehow. Yeah, somehow they didn't question it. They're just like, yeah, whatever. And just gave it to me. I bought it, and then I gave it back to him. Yeah, I couldn't buy Iowa by Slipknot when I was like 13 or 14 years old because... Uh, I think I, you know, now that I'm saying My it out loud, I, I think I must have been like 14 or 13, even maybe because 15. I'm like, no, dude, I was driving and shit by 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, rest in peace um, music stores in general. Rest in peace music. Yeah, that's true. God damn. You can make a whole thing off of that. Yeah. Um, wow. It's going to be the thumbnail. It's going to be us just like looking all scared. Rest that should be our music. that should be our very first t-shirt. It's like the first cut rest in peace music. Yeah, yeah. It's very very quick, baby. We like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um Yes. Anyways, as much as I would love to keep listening and talking about this artist, um unfortunately, we are at the end of this experience. Seven, what do you say we do a heck and dangle and move on? I think it's a it's probably a good idea. Oh, is it? Do I have your permission? Mm. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's good. We'll see you guys in a second. All right, people. We are back with our next pick. Uh, the artist Flowery from Denton, Texas, or Teja, if you will. This album is called Transparent Times, and we are going to start on the dang old intro track. Now... I will be the first to admit this is a very short listen um, and also, <coughs> excuse me, um, a little unconventional for what I think you would immediately think of when you think of um, lo-fi hip-hop, um, but I certainly think that it still fits the bill. It's just a kind of alternative but alternative in a fun way, in a nice yeah. way, and very enjoyable. And you know, if you've been watching the show for more than 10 minutes, that we like to play fast and loose with uh, with our genres and really kind of try and open up and expand and elucidate on what makes them that yeah. and what doesn't and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, that's the fun. That's where the fun is at, is really like <laughs> exploring the fringes of what you might consider a certain genre. Um, go pick another show if you want to see someone just like yeah completely talk about the most conventional um, yeah uh, if you want to see a, a fucking symposium that uh i don't know i'm sure it's out there <clears throat> but it ain't us but yeah this um this uh reminds me of this artist reminds me of um there's a singer you listened to years me? ago yeah i can't remember her okay. name um, I don't even want to try because I'm gonna like fucking embarrass myself. But uh, but it was yeah, like in this vein. It was like a, like kind of like um, low synth, um, chill stuff, and it was just like kind of pretty pretty singing. There, there's actually a handful of things that that makes me think of. The first immediate thing is Marion Hill. Which, um, by the way, phenomenal artist. But Marion Hill's got pretty solid success uh was it uh, like uh, alina Barres? oh alina Barres. yeah she's she's fantastic okay good i glad yeah. i didn't fucking butcher that. yeah you're like oh yeah i got her name exactly right yeah um alina Barres. uh god damn i would love to feature her hey uh alina Barres, if you want to come on the show come yeah. on yeah, just yeah, come yeah. on the show next time come next time we, uh, we do some hip-hop shit come on the show um, God damn, there's like six fucking talking points that all came up at once in my head that I wanted to talk about. But um, I guess we can talk about that one because that's literally fresh and hot and warm and gooey in my mouth. Um, Evan, who are individuals that you would love to have on this show if they would. Because I said Alina Baraz. I've said Yvette Young. Both of those stand. 
um, at any time, if y'all want to come on, just, you know, holla at your koala. Yeah. Um, individuals I'd like on the show. Oh, I have a third one too. Uh, I'm, I'm positive that you would agree with the third one. Go for it. Jamie King. Oh yeah. Yeah. He'd be a, he'd be a cool cat to have on here. Definitely. I would say if we, if we bust 5,000 subs, I will ask Jamie, I will, I will ask Jamie King to come on and I will offer to pay him to be on the show. That is my promise to you, Evan, and the people. I can't guarantee he'll come on, but I'll ask. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. I can get a hold of him. Pick his little brain. Well, let's not say little. Oh, yes. Sorry, that just blew our chances right there. Yeah, yeah, asshole. Um, you know, I don't know that I can, like, uh, really think of, like, anybody who uh, I would uh, think of somebody. genuinely uh, prefer, but... Um, I can think of people that are way out there, like yeah, Kendrick I mean, Lamar. Well, that's the thing, yeah, I can think of way out there, but yeah, what's yeah. in the realm of... Of reason. Of reason. The realm of reason. Yeah. Maybe we'll address that at another time. Maybe so. Yeah, think about it. <clears throat> uh, <coughs> excuse me. This one I actually brought up before. I would love to talk about it because this artist did actually vaguely remind me of an artist that I would want to talk about in this respect. I think this is a great talking point. It'd be super fun. By the way, not to take away from this artist, um, again, like the last artist, if you're hearing this and you think, wow, this is good. I wish those two would shut the fuck up so I could hear it. You should go look it up. Again, $7. Great buy. Get on. Check it out. Yeah. And she's got a lot of stuff and, on there. And you're supporting an artist who currently only has one supporter on there, on on, at least on album, this album. Least, yeah. yeah. Um, Do it's it. Like, come on. This is a lot better than just one supporter. Yeah. So. I'll probably go on and buy it just after this, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, so Evan, <clears throat> artists that you think were way ahead of their time to the point that it was at least somewhat detrimental to their success. Because I can think of two off the cuff that it's like if they would have been 10 years or more later, they could have been radically more successful. However, at least in one of the cases, I think they actually kind of started the movement that became popular later. Hmm. <clears throat> of course, I could say that towards like Meshuga and an extent, but it's like Meshuga is extremely popular. Um, their greater quote unquote gent music became much bigger than they are, but they're still incredibly popular. The first band that comes to my mind is uh, Portishead. What, what's the the music was a little loud in my headphones. What was the criterium again? Uh, <clears throat> a band or artist that was way ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. Because Portishead, I, I don't want to sit they here and like, say they did like what the trip hop thing. Yeah, or something. I don't want to yeah. say that they they um, pioneered or even revolutionized trip hop necessarily necessarily. But I do know that they got in the game way before at least virtually anyone else. If they did not, if they were not the creators, and again, I'm not a music historian, <clears throat> but if they, they didn't flat out create it, they were certainly way before the wave. 
um, which I know a lot of people would be like, duh, what about Nirvana? Well, it's like, well, Nirvana was extremely popular and they didn't create the grunge movement. They just popularized it. So that would be more like saying the meat puppets in that case, who were not popular, were an extremely uh, big influence of Nirvana. Um, and then, yeah, I think Cobain has even said has had a lot to do with their sound and their success. Well, yeah, like the Pixies and the Pixies uh, was one that I was going to include. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, they, they kind of grandfathered in the alternative movement. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, like um, a slint with uh, oh yeah with, uh, with um, Spiderland mm-hmm. um, way ahead of its time. That fucking album is amazing. It's um, really good. Uh, yeah, because you know, like they kind of did like post rock. But their long, their version of post rock is so much different than what anyone considers post rock nowadays. But there's so many there. There's a lot of bands that that I would say I won't name them. But there's a lot of bands that kind of more or less replicate that sound now. Mm-hmm. And then you think it's like, oh, that was decades after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Slint is a wonderful choice. Um, I would say this one, but I would be willing to bet not only would you agree with it but you would be able to put way more into the conversation than i could and that is kate bush oh yeah like like to an insane degree yeah i mean 30 years jesus christ no she is still like extremely influential in just like especially like indie music Mm -hmm. um and uh but she she hasn't had from what i've seen at least um, exceptional mainstream mainstream success, but there's people that cover her fucking songs on the radio. You know what I mean? She's yeah. insanely and, I mean, influential, and she was insanely popular back in like the the early '80s. And, yeah, and from her first album all the way up until like Hounds of Love, mm-hmm. uh, she was she was kind of at the peak of her career. But then she decided to um, take a break, have a, have kids. Um, she stopped touring completely for like decades yeah. and uh, and yeah she kind of like kind of just fell off the face of the map um, but she did release it I mean a good amount of records yeah. in that span but but yeah she um, and I'm not saying what I was saying to say she wasn't popular by any means but I mean when you look at her and she was definitely fringe her, popular yeah exactly yeah when you look at her and compare her to like David Bowie or Queen you'd be like oh yeah she didn't have shit for success at least commercially compared to artists like that, um, which I would say is, is a crime because I think she was arguably, I don't know if I would say just as influential as David Bowie, but she's up there for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was, uh, she was discovered by, um, uh, 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 what's his face from, uh, David Gilmore. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Oh, David Gilmore. Yeah. I thought you said Demi Gilmore. Who the fuck is Demi Gilmore? <laughs> um, but yeah, she was uh, she was found by David Gilmore and and uh, Park. Yeah, no, she was founded by David Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, he kind of kickstarted. It. Basically, I was saying this the other day. I thought it was clever. I said that um, uh, David David Gilmore is to Kate Bush what Usher was to Justin Bieber. <laughs> Like, and for that matter, Justin Bieber is way ahead of his time. He was the generation, generations uh, beacon. No, Um, 
I think the ultimate example. John Mayer is the Cheryl Crow of our generation. Oh God, yeah. Um, uh, Velvet Underground. It, oh is, hell yeah! Is like was doing like um, punk like way the fuck before like any idea thing. of punk could have existed. Yeah. He was or he was Velvet Underground were were doing punk at the same time the Beatles were singing. You know, Michelle. My bell, you know, like yeah. <laughs> cute little pop yeah, songs. Yeah, I, I, I way agree. Velvet Underground was like extremely before their time. And I think they were yeah. a great example too, because most famously they sold terribly. They only ever sold like thirty thousand albums. But oh, now as Brian Eno famously said, he said um, even though they only sold thirty thousand albums, every single one of those people started a band. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, I, I would make a point to not only say that Velvet Underground usher in what would become the punk movement, but the new wave movement, and then the grunge movement, the alternative movement. Like, holy shit! Yeah, Velvet Underground has has roots in pretty much all fucking modern rock. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think yeah, definitely um, early punk music too. Like. Uh, it's interesting how it like branches off and like and some of it turned into new wave some of some of it turned into hardcore punk some of it turned into industrial it's like punk really opened the door for, oh yeah absolutely for um a well, litany of music exactly and that's that's precisely yeah exactly what i mean and then like towards like the pixies as we had mentioned like are i think a phenomenal example of a band that was way out of their time because they were unfortunately they're kind of butt monkeys at this point but at that at that time they were alternative before alternative was a thing and then that lent lent credence to the ever-expanding alternative that we know today that you can't really exactly put a finger on it to say, well, it is this. It's a lot of different things. Yeah. Alternative back in the day was like REM. It's like, do you want to listen to totally mainstream pop or do you want to listen to something that isn't totally mainstream pop? Now it's like alternative is mainstream pop, but it's just like has a slightly different sound in a little bit of a way. I don't know. No, I I agree with you. Yeah. But it's the same thing with indie. I mean, back in the 90s, like indie was the cool shit. And then now indie just Well, I mean, fucking A, back in the 90s, indie used to mean independent. It doesn't fucking mean that anymore. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Um, as much as I would like to keep going on this diatribe, we've ran out of music. <gasps> I know. I know. Well, thank you, uh, Flowery. Yes, for thank the, you. For the great musical experience. Absolutely. Good music. And uh, I will be buying it after this. Like I said, I am a man of my word. And we will get on with our next pick here momentarily. Okay, people. We are on with our last pick. Uh, Speed on the Beat. Uh, in the album Death of the King, first album, Roots, Redemptions, Reprise, uh, intro. Now, I will say, I think a lot of people listening to this will will catch on that this is... Why don't you like pictures? I'm trying to find the way to say this nicely because it's not meant to be mean, but it's one of those things that I think could be taken as mean. It's definitely lo-fi. But I think that was kind of the point. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's not lo-fi in like the aesthetic sense, like yeah, lo-fi with all the spaces in between every letter. <laughs> it's actually lo-fi. Like it's it clearly, it's like it's almost like a um, like bedroom hip hop in a way. Yeah. Or bedroom here's the trap thing. or something. Here's the thing. If you like that, it's very good. There's a lot of really solid content. Uh, so that's why I say like I, I wanted to be really careful with the way they said this because musically. This is very, very good. I really enjoy this. But if, you know, you're like, oh, but I need a certain level of production when I listen to music. Okay, well, maybe this isn't for you. But hopefully you like the last two. Hopefully you like our next list. And then, um, I guess, just uh, heck off for the meantime. Yeah. I think this is really good. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of talent that's obviously put forward here. Definitely. With this album. Um, and obviously a lot of, like, feeling, a lot of meaning. Oh, yeah. Which is great, which is a great thing with hip-hop, you know, because hip-hop is, like, one of the first genres of music ever where it's just, like, about, like, pure honesty, like, brutal honesty. And it's funny, because we were just talking about punk, but punk is the same way. Punk and hip-hop were kind of born at the same time, and they're kind of, like... For similar, similar... Same time in same... Same time in same place. New York City, back in the late 70s. I mean, it was born out of extreme frustration with like um with facets of the government extreme frustration with um with uh, with uh, cultural disillusionment and with um with misrepresentation and with just um all kinds of all kinds of issues and uh and uh it gave many many people an outlet to like express themselves and clearly this album uh, has the artist expressing himself and, and really kind of bearing him bearing his uh, you know bearing his emotions out there. He, talk, he talks about his son later. Yeah, that's, that's uh, very meaningful. So. Also, if we're talking about value on an album, like we were the last two, this one is $2. Two. How do you not have $2 to buy an album? To buy the damn album. The hell can you buy two damn dollars? Yeah, exactly. You can't buy a fucking hamburger for $2 anymore. <laughs> I thought you said for a second a hammer. And I'm like, you definitely can't buy a hammer. Yeah, Definitely not no hammer. Maybe a McDonald's hamburger. Okay, <laughs> but no, um, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I like this. I like this album. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it's not. Again, it's like it's not just study beats. It's clearly like a, a very like um, meticulously. Well, it, I'll, I'll say too, it reminds me of a lot of, and of course I say this much, much later in my life than, uh, you know, being like, you know, eight years old and hearing Gangstar for the first time or whatever. But it reminds me a lot of like, like older rooted hip-hop like listening to like fucking biggie or tupac or gangstar or uh, wu-tang a lot of that older like 90s yeah. oh god and this, this album or this uh, this song in particular right here this flow reminds me of um tommy right the third which i mean it's, oh i can't wait to talk about tommy on the trap episode i, I used to as, as a novelty and it was kind of a novelty at the time but i kind of slowly gained an appreciation 
for for CW3, who is like sort of seen as like the godfather of trap music. And so in, back in the night, she we're just talking about like artists who were aware of the time. Oh, yeah. I drew a total blank. Well, I think, yeah, Tom Murray the Third was a really good example of someone who was doing like the trap sound, the trap flow, like way before, way before it became like commercialized and, and uh, widely accepted. Um, but yeah, the successful was Ice-T in the rap game. I know he was extremely like, influential. He became bigger in movies and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that at all to say he wasn't successful. I'm sure he was or, no, I, I, very I, successful. I guess in, uh, I was thinking Ice Cube, but no, no, no Ice-T. Ice uh, Ice but still, yeah, he's in, he still is in, like, what, Law and Order. But my point is, is that when he originally started doing music, that was very early in the world of of rap and hip hop and I don't think he garnered the same success that you would see with Public Enemy and NWA um, but man he had a lot to do with formative hip hop oh, yeah, didn't, and he, didn't he do that uh, collaboration with um, some death metal band or something uh, uh, Ice T, yeah, he did. Um, he did one bullet left with. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. It was well, grind for it. For some for some reason, when you said that, immediately what I thought of was "Bring the Noise" by Public Enemy and Anthrax. No, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't think you got that right. Not that yeah. one, mate. Right, right. Yeah, no. Um, so I, I mean, I would argue potentially Ice T was way ahead of his time, but I might get crucified for that. Yeah. Oh, well, but but he was very very successful. And it's like, yeah, but that's relative. He was he was super successful. But I think there was a lot of people who became much more so. That's the only reason really that I, I think yeah, I think that sometimes an artist is uh, so subversive that that society kind of just like sweeps him under the rug. Um, and and it's unfortunate, but yeah, they they can be um, they can still be influential nonetheless if there's enough people listening or the right people listening which is what it's really all about you know um, just getting people to listen to your damn music you know? um, also listen to Evan's album on Bandcamp I'm kidding don't listen to it it's not any good yeah. or do I mean I don't care do whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah it's pretty old at this point I don't know if I'm incredibly happy with a lot of the production work but hey you know that's just that's life you get better at you get better at what you do and you kind of look at the stuff you did before and you know you you look forward, I guess it's uh, take your shot, put shit out there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know a whole whole lot of bands and artists that the first thing they ever put out commercially, they're like, that was probably the best. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> um, most most bands, uh, at least much later down the line, look at their first releases and go, oh my god, that is cringe. If I could remember move that from the world I would yeah so for what it's worth yeah deaf no yeah most deaf most deaf yeah I feel that that's uh, uh it's definitely true um <laughs> I'm, I'm actually to trying, you in your face. Yeah, trying to think of uh, trying to think of any any first album by an artist that is like 
I mean, it's one thing to say that it's like good, but not their best, and another thing to say that it's like, oh no, it's their best. I'm, and I'm sure it's happened, sucks. but it's super rare. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a lot more, lot more likely that someone releases an album and then just never releases another album, like uh, Linda Perhax. That's like one of, she's um, like a folk artist from the '70s, but she only did one album and then quit music for like 40 years. <laughs> Which, which is interesting. Yeah, real cool, Evan. Yeah, I don't plan on taking a 40-year-long break. It's been a couple of years, I think, at this point. Yeah, I got songs. I got all kinds of music. That's of course, then again, Evan. I, I fucking say that, and anybody could be like, where's your music, Dan? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not out there. Yeah. But that's more of like, it's not a matter of me being, like, ashamed of getting it right is just the fucking finding time to work on it yeah White yeah black, that's a tough thing definitely writer's block is a is a real thing especially when just like um the barriers of life get in the way my biggest thing specifically with that is that almost all of my music is written from like historic pain in, in, i mean in my life historic sounds so dramatic <laughs> but i just mean like like pain that i've experienced in one way or another specifically typically relating to one person and uh, granted that's not always what my music is but i try to write as really as i possibly can and as representatively if not you know using you know, metaphors to represent a few things but um i try to write very directly and not pull any punches so like if i'm talking about suicide i'm going to talk about suicide you know what i mean like i don't want to be like oh you know maybe i did maybe i didn't but i was really sad you know what i mean like i'm really really going to talk about it and for me to get into that headspace to want to talk about something that was really painful for me um, is kind of a fine line to walk on and I found that I can't really get into that headspace if I'm in a good place. Like, if I'm like, oh, I'm happy, everything's going good in my life right now, I can't just, like, flip the switch and be like, you remember that one time you swallowed half a bottle of pills and, like, you know, this, that, whatever, and tried to kill yourself? Like, I can't, I can't just go from one to another. So to write about it um, feels wrong and feels disingenuous unless I can actually bring myself into a state of, not suicidality, but depression at the very least. Um, and that's not easy to do while trying to be productive. Yeah, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, this, um, like, think about Kendrick, I mean, he's been silent for a while now. Um, well, I can't wait for next thing he puts Yeah, I mean, he did Dan back in, like, yeah, Dan back in 2016, and, that old already? Either that or 2017. Um, I think I think Trump had just become president. Oh, that's a good thing to remember in relation to a black man's success. Well, but that's the thing. It's like so much of art and culture was like pushing back from that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, from the, that event. So, um, yeah, I remember 
that very clearly. Um, so, but yeah, like uh, Kendrick has been, uh, he's been silent for quite a while now, and uh, don't really know what he's been up to, but it's okay, you know, it's not like, uh, he's certainly got his own life, it's not like he's, um, you know, it's his obligation to please his fans, because he's, you know, he's a an artist. I would say this about Kendrick Lamar, um, whatever the next thing he comes out with, I can't wait to hear it. If he doesn't come out with anything for the rest of his uh, greater musical career, well, he's given us a lot of good shit to work with so far. Yeah. So, not saying I don't want it. I just said I do. But I'm saying, like, if for whatever reason he's like, you know what, I'm done. I'd be like, well, he gave the world a lot of really damn good music. Yeah. Yeah, and there's he had a lot of things he needed to say, a lot of reason to... Mm-hmm. A lot of reason to talk. Um, whereas, like I mean... I'm just kidding. Yeah, like what? Whereas it's like, like look at Eminem's output over the past few years. It's like, yeah, he releases music like a fucking maniac. But, like, I mean, what is he saying? He's still... Eminem's, like, subject matter is still basically, like, reacting to the previous album's reception. <laughs> yeah, or just a song and, or a tweet or whatever. And yeah. uh, and just saying, like, like oh, I I came from the bottom, but I'm humble and everything. And it's like, yeah, it, it's still kind of the same things he's talking about, and that's fine. There's I'm gonna some... Talk, I'm going to talk about Machine Gun Kelly. No, I don't. MG. He was on SNL recently. What the hell? Somebody once told me when I was much younger and much thinner that I kind of looked like him. And I uh, remember at the time, I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> I think this was like 2013, 2014. All holding the ground, holding them, try to give us peace when there is war around. Little house on reseller, be asked with no money. It's just like me. Is it me? Go ahead and pick off your crown. Hang on, you know a guy that looks just like me, but it's not. Now, who the fuck are you talking about? Well, we'll, we'll. Well, I'll find it. I'll find it right now. Hang on, is it a celebrity or is it a guy no, that you know? No, no, it's just like um, it's a YouTube channel. Okay. Somebody told me I looked like one of the Scars girls. I think it's just the blonde hair. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of them. How many goddamn Scars cards are there? Uh, several. Jesus, it sounds like I was trying to start a fucking Eminem style rap there. Goddamn, how many Scars cards are there? But the and the bar chart and the large. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think the person that said I looked like Alexander Skarsgård, who is in uh, True Blood, and I think they were just trying to. I think that dude was just trying to fuck like, You are handsome. This was also like a lot of ways. Yeah, kind of. That guy looks like. Rhett from Yeah, I reckon. Like if you mix the two of us, that's what He's a British man. I wish I was. I'd be just like Piers Morgan. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been doing good things, I hear. Oh, good Lord. 
for today. I swear to God, there is a... Oh, you know what the other thing I wanted to talk about was? Uh, just just before this, I, uh, <clears throat> I had a um, massage therapy appointment. And it's funny. I don't I don't know if you'll know what I mean when I say this, but uh, <clears throat> Chelsea had messaged me on my way to the thing, and she said, yeah, hey, enjoy your massage. And the whole time I was sitting there and thinking about it, I could not get her saying that out of my head. Because if you've never been through massage therapy and you've only ever just had a massage, they are fucking night and day different. Like massage therapy, deep tissue, where they get in, they're like, I'm going to find out what's wrong with your muscles and I'm just going to fucking dig my elbow into it. Um, it is excruciating. It's really good for you, but it's excruciating. So while I'm laying there and I'm like literally like digging my fingers into the fucking bed and like grinding my teeth, um, I keep thinking, enjoy your massage. I'm like, God, motherfucker. Um, but it just, it made me laugh thinking of the, the dichotomy between a massage, which is generally accepted as a nice, calm, relaxing, maybe even possibly intimate thing, um, and massage uh, therapy, which is like, oh, that's going to suck. Yeah, you know, for a second I thought you were going to say, yeah, if you've never tried misogyny before. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Strongly recommend it. I, I recommend misandry if you've been thinking about it. For sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When's our next female fronted episode? Speaking of misery. Soon. Definitely. You know what we're going to be doing soon? Like, pretty soon. Is, well, you, I mean, you know this, but I don't know the people. Uh, we're going to start sounding. I don't know. For real. Uh, we're going to start reviewing some of our older episodes. So, going back and listening to some of the uh, we'll call them the silent episodes before we actually were listening to music while talking about it um, and you know seeing uh, how does it still stack up what do we think of it now and of course giving <clears throat> those artists an actual time to uh, to be listened to so like you know I know the second episode we ever did uh, was Dark Ambient which was the first time we did Dark Ambient not to be confused with the second or third um, <clears throat> But uh, it was an awesome episode full of really, really good music. But that was my biggest, biggest thing at the time was like listening to Santa Obruin and the other two artists whose name I unfortunately can't think of right now. Um, their music really deserved to be listened to at the time. And we weren't able to provide that. Um, but God damn it, dude. Just so good. Yeah. And Santa Obruin was super nice when he saw our video. Uh, so shout out to Santa Obruin for, I don't know, the third or fourth time, but he's a super cool guy. Yeah. Eventually we'll feature all of that shit again. We're probably not going to go back to back to back with him, but uh, a few of them. Cool. Yeah, cool. Jeez, so all of that being said, I think we're probably probably just about coming to the end of this dang thing. Oh, Kevin, how do you feel? I think it's a good little spot. Yeah. Yeah. 
did you have anything else you wanted to say to the people before I uh, wrap this dang old diddly thing up like a Christmas present? Um, I just want to tell the people just to um, just fucking chill, dude. What? God damn. Yeah, stop being not chill. <laughs> um, like, comment, subscribe, share. Rate us on iTunes, all of those things, of course. It really helps us out a lot, um, a lot, a lot, more than you could ever possibly uh, realize. Unless, of course, you're doing the exact same thing, and then how dare you, and I'm going to come to your house and kiss you on the mouth. Um, three things to end the show on off the dome. As I've said once, I've said several times, don't drink meth. <laughs> don't drink Whoa, meth nice. okay that's a good one don't drink meth don't drink and drive slash don't smoke meth um don't hide your best friend's television remote by shoving it up your ass you definitely will have to go to the hospital to get it taken out at the very least you'll have to go somewhere yeah yeah I think fucking gets that one and um I reckon you probably could but I don't recommend trying eating a whole broom. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I don't endorse it. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to say goodnight, good day, good morrow, all of those things to all of the guys, gals, and non-binary pals out there. Obama, Osama, hold Goodbye. on to hold over No mad city Peace. It's a mad world to cold shoulders to Plays with me, but I'm different than all these soldiers Where am I?